Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Dallas Death Discussion for Monday night, July 25th, 2016. Uh, this is a day that will go down in the history of our group. Uh, I have an announcement I'm going to be banking shortly, and uh, uh, I do want to welcome everybody to the call. I'm going to go ahead and do a quick disclaimer and let everybody know that this is Dallas Death Discussion. This is not a source of legal advice. We discuss legal issues. We discuss the consumer protection statutes. We discuss the use of the courts, the proper use of the courts. But one thing that we don't do is give any kind of legal advice. When you hear any of the moderators speak, or anybody for that matter, uh, we are doing nothing but giving our opinion of something or a suggestion of what somebody might do uh, in a situation that they are dealing with at a particular time. We're speaking from uh, the standpoint of what we would do if we were in a similar situation to yours or in your shoes. But it's not legal advice. It can't be legal advice because the only place you can get that is from an attorney. And if you do want legal advice, please go find a good bar licensed attorney. Sometimes that can be pretty difficult but uh, it can be done, and uh, we have some that we work with that are great, but we also know and we talk about it often that there's a lot of them out there that aren't any good, and there's a lot of stupid lawyer moments as a result. So with that said, if you want legal advice, please go find a lawyer. You're not going to find it here. Um, it is with a incredibly heavy heart that I have the task tonight of uh, announcing to everybody the passing of Jeff Sedgwick, one of our moderators. Uh, he passed away last Friday after a relatively short illness. Uh, we were notified of this today. I spoke with his wife, Kathy, today. And uh, it's with a very heavy heart that I mention that to everybody. Jeff was a very, very good friend of mine. He was one of those people I spent literally hundreds of hours on the phone with talking both personally, privately about things as well as all the stuff that we do. And as many of you know, he put an enormous amount of effort into his website, voidjudgments.net. And uh, there, there was some planning in uh, progress to 
be able to migrate that information and be able to maintain that after Jeff's passing. And uh, that is being worked on the background. As far as we know, that's going to be able to be accomplished. So his website, uh, his legacy, if you will, will continue on in his absence. But uh, he's going to be sorely missed by me as a very, very good friend, as a uh, moderator on all our calls, as someone who was always happy to pitch in and put forth whatever effort and time and commitment was necessary to accomplish any goals that we had. And uh, it's it's just not been a very good afternoon, to say the least. Um, he's well-loved by everybody. But um, one thing I would ask everybody to do, and I'm going to announce this several times, <coughs> I do have his uh, address, and uh, for anybody that was helped by Jeff in any way, whether it be information on the calls, whether you uh, benefited from his website or able to glean information, uh, I would ask that any of you would take the time to grab a card and send it to Jeff's wife and daughter and let them know how much you appreciated all the efforts that he expended over the last number of years on everyone's behalf. Uh, if you want to get pen and paper, I'll give you a minute here, and then I'm going to give his address. Also, so, Dave, I I am going to, uh, as unusually, be sending out a mass email in a few minutes um, after Dave gives that address. I will include the address in the mass email as well as a uh, website where you can go and post condolences to his family. And I will be sending that out in a few minutes, that is not this week's call reminder. This is just a special email for this purpose, so be watching for that. Um, Jeff is truly the heart of our group. He often came across very gruff and abrupt with, with people, and that's because he cared so much for each and every one of you, every one of us. He has been the dearest, dearest friend to me. And there when I needed him so many times, you have no idea how much I will miss him and all of us will. So go ahead, Dave. Um, I'll give this information. Terry is going to send it out. Jesse is sending out an email to everyone that's on his email list for the website again. I would ask that anybody that benefited, which is literally anybody that heard his voice on these calls when he was trying to help people uh, by uh, disseminating information and, and helping people figure things out, I would ask each and every one of you to take the several dollars that it would cost to get a card 
and send it to his wife and daughter and let them know uh, how much you appreciated what he did because he sacrificed an immense amount of time through the years and you know he's married with a family i'm you know i'm single i uh, this i do all the time and uh i i would appreciate it if everybody would take the time and effort to do that i think uh it would be a, a wonderful gesture to just let them know how many different people out here benefited from jeff's efforts and and time and uh his love for everybody to uh, try and help you stand up for your rights in the right way. But uh, with that said, uh, you can send a card to Kathy, and that's with a K, Kathy Sedgwick, S-E-D-G-W-I-C-K, 9306. Hilltop Court, and that's in Laurel, L-A-U-R-E-L, Maryland, and his zip code is 20708. Again, I would ask that everybody that has been helped by Jeff in any way, which is literally anybody that's been on these calls and heard his voice up until just very few weeks ago when he became ill. Uh, If you would take the several dollars and the time to send a card and express your condolences and, and thoughts to his family, his wife Kathy and his daughter Christine, and let them know how much you appreciated all his efforts and what he did for you and all of us. I think that's the least we can do. He has another daughter, too. Yes, he does have another daughter, um, and I I don't know her name. Uh, Christine is his youngest daughter that was still at home. She's young. Uh, She's, I believe, 22. I, I think it's Joanna. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. Yeah. But, you know, if you, if you send a card to Kathy and just, uh, you know, you could express it to... Uh, your thoughts to uh, her and her family. But uh, I think that would be something that's uh, well-deserved, and uh, I I think that would be something they would thoroughly enjoy to, to know that uh, there were that many people that uh, Jeff was uh, cared about by and uh, that were helped by his efforts and the time he spent through the years. So I'll give this out, uh, that information, several times during the call. Uh, Obviously, this is kind of a uh, somber occasion. Uh, Unfortunately, it was just several weeks ago. I had a rather somber Monday night after the uh, shootings of the police officers in Dallas. So uh, this has not been a good summer. And, of course, uh, for those of you that uh, did not hear about it also, um in Japan there was a knife that jumped up and stabbed a whole bunch of people killed a bunch of people and wounded many others 
and I don't know if they've started the uh, the uh, movement in Japan yet to uh, ban knives because they're weapons of uh, mass murderers. Or maybe they won't be stupid enough to do something like that, like the people uh, here want to do with guns. I read the article, and this, this, this whacked-out idiot said he wanted to rid the, rid the world of disabled people. All the people that were attacked and killed were disabled in yeah. one way or another. It was at a, di- a disabled person's facility. Yeah, that's, and that hits home with me having a daughter with a disability, yeah. i.e. Down syndrome. So, But, you know, my, my comment about the knife jumping up and killing a bunch of people, obviously, is a takeoff on everybody here wanting to ban guns because somebody uses a gun. It's not the gun that kills people. It's the person using the gun that kills people, just like it was the person using the knife, not the knife. But uh, anyway, for uh, any people that have just, uh, we've had a few more people come on the call uh, here. Uh, I just... uh, made the announcement shortly ago, and I'll make it several more times. Uh, It's with a heavy heart that I announced to everybody that our beloved moderator, Jeff Sedgwick, passed away last Friday uh, after a short illness. Uh, He's going to be sorely missed by all of us that uh, were such a close-knit group of people that worked together, all the moderators, Jesse Larry and Terry and John and myself. Um, it's a, a very sad time, but uh, arrangements uh, were in the works to have somebody take over Jeff's the uh, maintenance and operation of Jeff's website, voidjudgments.net, so that his legacy will live on. And uh, I did speak with. Uh, Jeff's wife this afternoon, and uh, we spoke about a number of different things. I I did some uh, research for her on some things. So, uh, uh, again, with a heavy heart, I let everybody know that uh, Jeff Sedgwick passed away last Friday, 72 years old, way too young. Uh, As the saying goes, the good die young. And... uh, that's anything that, that really fits. I'll probably live to be 135. But I'll outlive you. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, this is Dallas Death Discussion. I've already done the disclaimer. Um, it almost seems ludicrous to ask if there's any good news, but I... I'm going to follow the format that I've always done, and I'm going to ask if anybody has any good news. We can have some discussion if anybody has any thoughts and comments about Jeff, but I want to see if we've got any good news first. If anybody has any, all you have to do is speak up. Besides that, Dave, Jeff would appreciate the good news. Yes, he would. He, He always looked forward to good news, and he always looked forward to having his own every chance he got. And making good news for some of the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Helping others make good news. Okay. Well, I don't uh, don't hear anybody uh, uh, 
jumping up with good news. The only good news that I have is that uh, I did receive a uh, order in the one case that I have in the courts. Uh, I'm not speaking about Midland, but the other case that I have with a company uh, that's out of uh, New York, and they are represented by a lawyer in New York, interestingly enough. And uh, they did not hire local counsel. They they have an attorney there who is uh, enrolled in the uh, Eastern District. He can practice here. But I got a notice, uh, an order last week, canceling the uh, scheduling conference before the court that was scheduled for uh, August 24th because we got our 26F done and got our scheduling order issued. But this is from a new magistrate, Magistrate uh, Noor. NOAC, uh, who does things a little differently. Uh, none of the other judges or magistrates I've dealt with have ever had a status conference with anything that we've been doing. There's, uh, there's always, because it's protocol, to schedule a uh, scheduling conference, but those after you get your 26F done, unless you have a, a big battle over that, uh, those conferences are always uh, canceled, and then they issue the scheduling order, and everything moves forward. Well, when this magistrate canceled the scheduling conference for August, she also stated there will be a status conference on November 8th. So that's going to be a ways out in the future, but the interesting part of it was it very clearly stated that lead counsel for the defendant and the pro se plaintiff will appear in the courtroom in Sherman, Texas, which means they'll have to pay their lawyer to fly out to Dallas and drive 60 miles north to Sherman for about a 10-minute conference. And I can't help but think that that just might enter into settlement negotiations somewhere along the line. I don't know for sure, but uh, I'd say that's a reasonably good guess. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens. <clears throat> but uh, that's the only thing I have going on. Obviously, the Midland stuff is all uh, very, very quiet. But uh, if anybody uh, would want to make any comments uh, regarding uh, the situation with Jeff, <clears throat> uh, go ahead and hit star eight. <clears throat> More than happy to uh, entertain any comments from anybody uh, that might want to say something uh, on his behalf. He, uh, again, for any new people that just came on, I announced on the call tonight that uh, uh, one of our moderators, Jeff Sedgwick, uh, passed away last Friday after a short illness and uh, will no longer be with us. You haven't heard his voice the last several weeks because uh, he was ill and uh, we were notified of this today. So uh, it's a very sad situation for all of us. He was a beloved friend of all of us. We we all, uh, Terry and Jeff and John and Jesse and Larry, myself, everybody worked very, very closely together, and we, we developed friendships and bonds. I never got to meet Jeff face-to-face, -face, and that was something that I always wanted to do. We, we've looked forward to the time we can do that. 
and uh, unfortunately that's something that uh, will not happen for us. But uh, it's, a, it's a sad day. Jeff spent a number of years because he was doing things uh, in other places even before he joined us. So he spent many, many thousands of hours over the last number of years working to educate people and uh, help people understand how to stand up for their rights. And Jeff had a wealth of knowledge. <clears throat> he had attended Richard Cornforth's seminars way back when, and he also knew a guy that was known as Credit Wrench that no longer exists on the Internet, but people, if they've been involved with this for a while, probably have seen some of those postings um, somewhere out there on the Internet or references to a guy named Credit Wrench who did a lot for people. And I know Jeff spoke highly of him, but um, Jeff helped me when I was dealing with a uh, putting together a motion to vacate void judgment. Spent a lot of time and effort trying to educate me of the circular argument that's involved with that. And he really had an in-depth knowledge of how that worked. And um, Jeff was always a fighter and encouraged people to fight. And he came across on the calls sometimes beating people up, you know, like a really real tough guy, but actually he was just a real softy. And if someone needed help and they asked him, he'd, he'd spend all the time that he could helping them. He's a great guy. Yes, he was. Uh, he, uh, I spent a lot of time on the phone with him. I, I literally, I, I spent hundreds and hundreds of hours on the phone with him outside of these calls. Outside of the Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday calls, I'm not even talking about that. You know, there there were days that we talked for hours. There were days that we talked three, four, and five times. I know it, it was very odd that there was a day he didn't call me, or you call him, exactly, or something. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, there always conversation. Yeah, there was always communication flying back and forth between uh, us and Jeff. You know, whether it be Skypes, uh, emails, phone, or a combination of all of them. It was uh, it was very enlightening talking with Jeff. He had such a huge store of knowledge. Uh, we've got somebody with a hand up here down in Florida. Good evening, Florida. You're unmuted. Yeah, this is Brian. How you doing, Dave? Well, as good as can be expected, actually. Yeah, exactly. It's a terrible thing to hear. But uh, I just wanted to say, Jeff was very instrumental in helping me out at the beginning. I think me, him, and Terry, and maybe you were on, too, one Saturday for about three and a half hours discussing an opposition to a motion for partial judgment in one of one of my initial case, cases. And uh, he definitely helped. He helped in his own way. He... he uh, if you didn't know how to take him, he definitely came off to me the first time I talked to him privately, a little crass, <laughs> but he was really just trying to extract, you know, have you extract the knowledge out of what he was trying to say, as opposed to him telling you the answer, which I greatly appreciated. He tried to provoke people to think for themselves rather than just throwing something out at them. And very yeah. much so. He, he was good at that. I tell you, I don't. I, I now I have no one to discuss 
old movies, classic <laughs> books, and ancient history with. And we had hours and hours and hours of such enjoyable conversation on those topics. Right. Well, ironically, I think he would have thought this might have been some good news. I probably should have shared it when you asked for good news. But um, a friend of mine I've known for a long time is on oxygen and not doing very well. And about two years ago, she sent out a notice of intent to sue IC Systems for uh, 40 robocalls. And uh, for the last couple of years, she just wasn't doing good enough to move forward on that. Her statute of limitations ends this weekend, and today she sent an email to the attorney. says, just in case you forgot about me, now I got my ducks in a row and I'm ready to sue you because my statute of limitations is up. Would would you like to negotiate a settlement on that, or would you like me to go forward? And uh, wow. I just it's kind of fitting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he would have enjoyed that. Yeah, I think he would have. And in fact, I think I've discussed that case with him. I, I know I've discussed it on the calls, you know, way back when. It's really I think good. she sent. I'm it's, sorry. It's really good to hear that she's well enough to pursue that just in time. Right. And I, she's doing much better. I mean, they ended up putting a stint in her leg that she went to 10 doctors and nobody found any problems. I remember that. I remember us talking about that. Yeah. So, yeah, she's finally, uh, she's gained a few pounds and she's all excited and <laughs> just happened to be her, you know, her last chance to do something about it. She's been listening to me talk about these calls for five years, so it's not like she's uneducated. Oh, wow. But on the other on the other hand, she does have to do, you know, a little bit of work on her own, a little studying. And, but if she can do it at 69, I'm sure that... Hey, I'm doing it at 69. If I, can, <laughs> if I can do it at 69, other people can too. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I meant it more so. She hasn't been on calls for seven years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad to see she's doing better, and I and I hope this actually gives her a little more uh, purpose in what she's doing. Well, that'd be great if uh, if it did. You know, here again, part of uh, Jeff's legacy. And for any new people that have come on, I announced earlier, uh, we're talking about Jeff Sedgwick, uh, one of our moderators, who uh, passed away last Friday uh, after a brief illness the last few weeks. That's why you haven't heard him on any of the calls the last few weeks. And uh, he is survived by his two daughters and his wife. And uh, if you have a pen or pencil and paper, uh, grab it. I'll give you a minute to do that. I'm going to give out his address, and I would ask everybody that got any benefit whatsoever from Jeff's participation in, in our whole process of what we're trying to do, educating people and helping people. If you got any benefit, if you would take several dollars to buy a card and the time to write a card and send it to his wife to let she and her family know how much you appreciated what he was doing for everybody. I, I 
I'd love to have her literally snowed under with cards so that she could understand how, how much of an impact he had out here uh, on so many people that he never knew. You know, he never met them. Some of them, uh, without a doubt, he never even spoke to on any of the calls. But if they got a benefit from it, uh, uh, it would be wonderful for uh, his family to to hear about that. Uh, his wife's name is Kathy, spelled with a K, K-A-T-H-Y, Sedgwick, S-E-D-G-W-I-C-K. The address is 9306 Hilltop Court, Laurel, spelled L-A-U-R-E-L, Maryland, 20708. Just uh, take a few moments, if you would, to... uh, Send a card and and let them know how much you appreciate Jeff's efforts. I know it will uh, be something that uh, will be very, very uh, special to them. Yeah, I will certainly uh, partake in that. And if I could give one final request before I get off, maybe you could do a moment of silence on Jeff's honor. I'll talk to everybody later. All right. Thanks, Brian. Anybody else that has any comments, whether it be about Jeff or uh, uh, other things, uh, feel free to hit star eight. Go ahead and raise your hand, and uh, we'll we'll get you on board. And we've got somebody in California. I've got a mute, and then I've got to unmute. But you've been unmuted. Go ahead. Hey, everybody. Hey, how you doing? I'm, uh, I'm a little messed up. I can understand that. Um, Jeff was a beautiful man. He was. You guys developed a really special friendship very quickly, didn't you? Yeah. He. Um, the last time I spoke with him, uh, we were talking about something in... Uh, you know, he said he was worried about his legacy and what would be left behind. And I told him, for my part, that uh, he changed my whole life just with one comment he made. And uh, that was, write your deed of trust. Mm-hmm. He changed my my whole thought process and like the like Brian said he had a way of teaching that it was it was fully the socratic method he forced you to think for yourself and he wouldn't give you the answer and uh you know the other thing i told him in our last conversation was that i loved him and that he changed my life and he said well then i've done my job and uh What's funny is that everything he ever told me about, you know, contract law and void judgments and the law of voids has all come to pass in California foreclosure law. 
void, void, void. I would find something that had even the vaguest reference to the word void, and I'd send it to him and say, read this case. Look, they're like they're finally starting to figure it out, the void thing. Void is void. And to any new listeners or any even old listeners, go back and listen to Jeff talk about the deed of trust and the contract and listen to Jesse. Learn that document. It will change everything for you. It changed everything for me. And my heart goes out to Kathy and Joanna and Christine. And uh, I'm going to go compose myself. And uh, I have a question for later. But um, it's a very, very sad time. Very sad that Jeff's gone. I'll talk to you guys in a bit. Bye. Okay. Thanks, we, huh? This uh, yeah, it is a difficult time. I mean, uh, you know, none of us last forever. Uh, we hope to live to a ripe old age. You know, unfortunately, uh, Jeff was only 72. He would have been 73 in December. Uh, as Terry mentioned earlier, and uh, she is going to be sending out a special email tonight. Uh, that's going to have Jeff's, uh, you know, the information to write uh, a card to uh, Jeff's wife and family. Uh, she's also going to have a link to a page where you can leave a memorial and uh, your comments and stuff there. I did find that on the web. And uh, I just sent those out, Dave. Okay. And then Jesse is also going to be uh, sending out a uh, special email re- regarding this specific stuff as well. You know, we want to let everybody know uh, what's happened. And, and again, I, I ask everybody, please take a few pennies and, and take a few minutes to uh, express your gratitude to Jeff's family for all the time and effort that he expended on your behalf and everybody's behalf. Uh, there's so many people have benefited from his efforts. You know, we have no clue how many people that would be. You know, we we have no clue exactly how many people listen to these calls and and uh, come back and listen to them over and over and share them uh, the recordings with other people and stuff. And uh, the people are able to learn from the things that are put out, and Jeff put a lot of information out, but one of the the big things that, uh, the biggest thing overall that Jeff did was all the time and effort and the maintenance on his website that uh, he put together. And uh, there's an effort to make sure that uh, that is maintained out there, voidjudgments.net. There's an immense amount of material there, and uh, Jeff was just so meticulous in making sure that uh, he was doing everything to have that up and, and have information and current information, new information added all the time to benefit people. And, boy, whenever he had any kind of a computer problem or something that affected that, he was... Oh my God, he was just like a uh, a mother hen gone crazy until he got those problems resolved. I mean, it was a it was just amazing. I mean, 
there wasn't very often, but there was a few times that he was having some trouble, and I mean, he was just fit to be tied, to say the least, about the fact that that information was not out there and available for everybody to use. That was so important to him. So, uh, again, voidjudgments.net. Spread the word about that. Let people know it's out there. It's a resource for all sorts of information. And it's a collection of things that uh, uh, Jeff worked on for years and years and years. So uh, spread the word. We don't want his legacy to go unnoticed and unused. That's uh, Because that is Jeff's legacy. That's something he leaves behind for uh, everybody to use. It's... Uh, yeah, it's it's a tough day. It really is. Um, this is one of the things that uh, affects us, the other moderators, because we became, all of us have become very, very good friends, very close friends. And although most of us haven't met each other, uh, we still know an awful lot about each other simply through literally hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of hours of uh, uh, communication, talking on the phone and stuff. It's not just on these calls Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night. There's an immense amount of other stuff that happens in in our personal lives, you know, daily. You know, sometimes, you know, Terry and I can talk two, three, four, five, six times in a day. Jeff and I could talk that many times. John and I talk several times. Jesse and I talk sometimes... When I talk to Jesse, I talk for three or four hours at a time. He and I were on the phone for an extended period today. Oh, how many times have we gone way past the witching hour? Oh well, yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> can't how, even count. Well, how many how many nights where there aren't these calls going on did we uh, have calls ourselves? You know, working yeah. on on you know arranging and and figuring out things, collaborating and and stuff like that, and, and how many weekends did we spend doing that exact same thing? Count. Uh, yeah. And, of course, this, you know, for Jeff was time taken away from uh, his daughter and his wife, but he was dedicated to what he was doing, very, very dedicated to Yeah, it. He, he wanted so badly to come to Atlanta for the oral argument, but he was just getting too ill. At, at that point in time so he couldn't come. I was so looking forward to being able to meet Jeff in person. I mean, I don't, all of us are so close, as, as you're describing, and yet other than you and Jesse, we've not met each other in person. But that's just hard to even imagine how I could be so close to so many people that I've never physically met. It's amazing. Well, that's that's one of the things about what we do that uh, hopefully that gives everybody a little bit of a peek at um, uh, the symbiotic relationship we have between us with that common goal of helping everybody and educating people. Um, it's, I mean, there, there's there's no limits to it. I mean, you know, we we do whatever we needed to do when somebody had a problem with something, had something come up that uh, uh, they weren't sure how to deal with, well, what do we do? 
we get together, have a confab about it, and get input from the group, and we uh, figure out what needs to be done. And see, we do that ourselves privately the same way that we present ourselves on this call, if you, if you want to uh, look at it that way, to help you guys with what you're doing. And, of course, we learn a lot from talking with all of you, but we also learn a lot uh, by uh, collaborating in the background and uh, with the research that we do and, and the immense amount of uh, pleadings you know, and documents that we read, uh, we get to help each other in addition to, uh, you know, trying to help all of you out there. Uh, I'm going to ask if anybody has any questions about debt issues. You know, before we go move on, though, it was because of Jeff, it absolutely was because of Jeff, that mm-hmm. I was able to discover the agenda of why certain individuals in a powerful position tried to get me to throw my case before oral argument. So that win has a whole lot to do with Jeff. Well, and he knew you won, too. Yeah, you know, he he, he brought that Hanson-Santander case to me in a tizzy that day. And that's what sparked the the right direction yeah. for for me to go. Yeah, I remember that day very clearly. <laughs> oh yes, that was quite the day. There was a flurry of activity that day. It certainly was. Mister Weeha, are you ready to step up and ask a question? If so. Speak up. You don't need to. Don't forget that raising your hand stuff. You can just hit star eight and lower your hand and then just talk to us if you want. Can you hear me? Yep, we can hear you, even though you raised your hand and I'll have to <laughs> mute you and unmute you. I've got I'll do a, that uh, afterwards. Okay. Um, I've got an interesting question. Um, I received a 1099-C from a credit card company a couple of years ago. And I was litigating with them, and they weren't reporting it for a number of years. And then I think just out of spite, they started reporting it again to Experian. Now, I disputed with them, and I disputed with all the credit bureaus. And then the, 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 it was Bank of America. They sent me – and this is a credit card thing. They mm-hmm. sent me a letter back with the usual gobbledygook about – you know, you have to provide us with information and all this stuff. So I wrote him a letter back and said, here's all the information you want. And I've never heard back from him. So what I did the other day is I, they reported again that I owe this balance after they'd given me a 1099-C. Ooh. So I called him. I thought, okay, I'm just going to call him, a la Larry. Do I owe you any money? Uh-huh. And so I get some guy on the phone. I wrote his, you know, and I I I told him I was recording the phone conversation and all this other stuff. And I asked him, I just kind of said, "Well, you're reporting this on my credit report." And he said, "Well, I'm showing that there's a 
a 1099-C was issued and that debt was forgiven. And I said, okay, so why are you reporting it on my credit report? And the first thing he says is, this is an attempt to collect the debt. Bank of America is acting as a debt collector. And I was like, oh, thank you, you idiot. (laughs) He fully gave me the mini Miranda. And he said, and then he said, well, do you want to pay anything on this? And I said, why would I pay you for something that's been forgiven? And he said, well, you know, if you'd like to make a payment. And I said, no, I don't want to make a payment. I just, I'm trying to figure out why you're reporting it on my credit report still. And it's more than what you gave me a 1099C for. And, you know, he was just reading off a script, so uh-huh. I couldn't really say much to him. But I, before I did anything, so now they're a debt collector. But That's if they interesting. Were, yeah, but the thing is, is they, they weren't the original – well, the, the credit card was initially with MBNA, right. and then sometime – well, a while they ago, merged. Banks, yeah. yeah, they merged. They merged. Right. So, was it in default when they merged, though? I don't. It wasn't in default when they merged. Well, but then why, they, they would step into creditor's shoes. What he what he said was stupid. Well, that was my that was my whole that's my whole question is if they're creditor's shoes, I can I know I can get them on FCRA. Mm-hmm. But FDCPA, since he said that. Should I send them a debt validation letter? I would. I okay. would. But when it comes to the legal aspect of it, just because they say they're a debt collector, the courts aren't going to recognize them as a debt collector. The, the, the courts are going to look at the facts of the situation. Right. And they're gonna, the court will deem them to be the creditor, right. not subject to the FDCPA. Okay. So I'll just do another dispute and I'm just I'm just kind of like I usually do giving them enough rope. Mm-hmm. They've been re- they've been re- cuz what happened is it was getting reported on Experian and then when I disputed it that disappeared. But then it showed up on Equifax almost immediately. It was like a day or two lag and it showed up on this other on my other credit report. Yeah, they're playing games. Yeah. So kind I just like said, So it's like I just thought, okay, I'll just let you guys keep you know, ringing the bell. That's totally fine. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they're reporting that information that you owe that debt on a credit report after they've 1099, that that is done. They've taken, a, in that case, they've taken a fraudulent tax deduction. So I need a 39.49 a.m. Oh, I'm oh, yeah. in a hot second. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I would. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and a, a debt validation letter. And okay. I think on that 39.49 a, I definitely would inform the IRS that after filing that, that uh, fraudulent 1099, they are taking aggressive collection action against you. Ah, okay. All right. Let them know, the IRS. Boy, double dipping. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. And uh, from now on, I uh, I talked to Jeff a lot about um, the Ivanova case in California, mm-hmm. which deals a lot with void. Um, and recently, strangely enough, 
uh, my case was dismissed out of state court. And uh, long story short, it was a very bizarre hearing. I mean, it was very strange. And what happened is, is that about midway through the hearing, the judge made this side comment to the to opposing counsel about Ivanova, which is the, the big uproar. Now, the funny thing is, is that Ivanova did not appear in any of the paperwork that was filed with the court. Mm-hmm. So when but the he court said, was definitely aware of it and the, and the uh, consequences of it. Right. But the funny thing is, is that when he said it, he mispronounced it. And I said, oh, do you mean Ivanova, Your Honor? And he said, oh, yes, that's it. And I said, oh, you mean the, one, the case that gives borrowers standing to challenge void assignments? And he was like, yes, that's it. But my thought was, is that how would if that case wasn't mentioned, why would he mention it to opposing counsel? Because he made a comment to her. Well, now you say your state case was dismissed. The the case that was dismissed, was that the case against you or or your case? No, that was my case against MERS, Banna, and Recontrust. Oh, okay. In the state court. In the state court, and I've been litigating it for almost three years. And what I thought is when he made that comment to her, the first thing that popped into my head is he had a conversation with her before this hearing. Hmm. Because why would he have brought that one case up? Because none of the – I didn't bring it up, and opposing counsel didn't bring it up in any of their pleadings. It wasn't even mentioned because it's not, it's not a valid case yet because it's wrongful foreclosure. But I think what happened is – and this is a testimony to a big hats off to Jeff – is because of his willingness to kind of nurture me through my misunderstandings of things – Mm-hmm. I pled that case based on the deed of trust alone. And I and what's weird is I know there's something in those pleadings, I can't put my finger on it yet, that scared the crap out of them. Well, that's always a good thing. <laughs> because the, he barely let me talk. And he kept saying to opposing counsel, well, this is your hearing, this is your hearing. And I start, I mean, I had case law, and I had this outline, and I had this whole thing, and he didn't even really let me talk. And then there's – I haven't received a minute order or a copy of the ruling. And I, I have to say, what was, what was the, the uh, justification for his uh, dismissal? Well, he did it verbally in court, but I haven't received anything from the court yet, nothing. How long ago was it? That was two weeks. Well, that's interesting. Very. And I'm going to email the court tonight and say, oh, hey, you know, just in case you guys forgot or you're busy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I didn't get. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I, didn't get an, I didn't get notice because I'm going to appeal it. This one I'm going to follow through on an appeal because I know there's something there. Uh-huh. But, Sounds like it. But Jeff, when I left that courtroom, I thought, Jeff would be so proud. He would. <laughs> I mean, granted, he absolutely it, would. Yeah. It got dismissed on a demur hearing, but I wasn't upset about it. I just thought, okay, well, now I can start over. I can, re- I, you know, everything I've learned, I still have. 
and from now on, at the top right-hand corner of my pleadings, I'm going to put for Jeff. <laughs> the top right corner of your pleadings? The top right corner of every paper I file in court is going to say for Jeff. Uh, are you going to have a problem with the court with them not liking that? Uh, I've already been doing it, and they don't say a word. Uh-huh. I, say, I, I put something else up there. I put veritas omnia vincit which is a Latin phrase for uh, the truth always wins. Oh, okay. Well, hey, go for it. Yep. Anyways, Jeff lives on in all of us. He's just not here with us. Yep. Be well, everyone. Definitely lives on. His legacy will live on. Yep. Be well, everyone. Have a good night. Uh, Tell everyone you love, you love them. That's it. Bye. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. No sweat. All right. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna mute him, unmute him, so he falls out, and then I'll mute him again, so that that's squared away. Okay, uh, I am going to mention this again because we're about an hour into the call for uh, any new people that have come on. Uh, we did make an announcement uh, earlier. Uh, that uh, our moderator that most of you know, Jeff, uh, passed away Friday. And it was after a relatively short illness. And uh, I'm asking that everybody that uh, was impacted in any possible way, uh, in a positive way, which I can't imagine anything that Jeff gave out wasn't positive, uh, that you would take the time and uh, a few of your pennies to go and pick up a card and mail it to Jeff's wife to let his family know how many people appreciate uh, his efforts, uh, everything that he did for years and years and years to uh, try and help people and educate people. And if you've got a uh, pen and a piece of paper, I'll... Uh, give you a minute to get that, and then I'll give you his uh, address so that you can send the card. I I ask if everybody would do that, be so inclined to do that. I think his family, you know, you're not doing it for me. You're doing it for Jeff's family to let them know how appreciated he was. But you can can, uh, send it to – who's making all the noise? Somebody's making a bunch of noise clunking around or something. But uh, anyway, you can send it to Kathy, and that's spelled with a K, Kathy Sedgwick, S-E-D-G-W-I-C-K. The address is 9306 Hilltop Court. Hilltop is one word. And that's Laurel, spelled L-A-U-R-E-L, Maryland. And the zip code is 20708. And uh, I know his family would appreciate it immensely. I think it would be wonderful to have them hear from people all over this country that have been positively affected by Jeff's efforts and his time that he spent with all of us for years. But... uh, 
please do so. Uh, Terry is going to be uh, also sending out a special email with that information in it, as well as a link where uh, you can go leave uh, a message for his family. Uh, you did find that. So, uh, again, it's a rather somber night. Uh, this is not something that uh, we want to deal with on any kind of a regular basis, believe me. Uh, Jeff was a very dear friend of all of ours. Uh, I've spent literally hundreds of hours talking with him on the phone, and that's outside these calls over the last few years. We worked together, and uh, we knew an awful lot about each other on a personal basis, and uh, uh, he's going to be sorely missed, to say the least, by us, not to mention everybody out there and the the information that he was able to convey to everybody. His legacy, hopefully, is going to be living on his website, voidjudgments.net. Things are underway to uh, be able to maintain that so that uh, all of that work that he diligently did for years and uh, building and keeping his website together is still there to be utilized by everybody, which was... uh, that was his baby, believe me. That really was his baby. He was like a mother hen sitting on that thing. If there was something that wasn't working right, uh, he'd burn the candle at both ends and four places in the middle to do whatever it took to get it back up and have that information available for everybody. So, Again, I'm going to ask if anybody's got any questions regarding debt issues or anything. If so, go ahead and hit star 8. Or if you want to make a comment, uh, your thoughts regarding Jeff, uh, same thing. Hit star eight, and we'll take your call. We know it's summertime and things are a little thinner, but uh, uh, if we don't have uh, people that want to engage tonight, uh, we'll move on from that. We've got a couple people here. Massachusetts, you have been unmuted. Go ahead. Massachusetts, you had your hand up. I unmuted you. You can go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was. I had myself muted. This is Paul from Massachusetts. Hello, everyone. It's a sad day here. Uh, Jeff was a very, very great person. He made a very big impact on my life. When I was having debt issues and foreclosure issues and I had paid three lawyers. They ran off of my money and just, you know, did me so wrong. I ran across the website, TalkShoot, and the first uh, couple of recordings I listened to, Jeff was the first person that I heard because he used to do the moderation. He used to do the calls before, host the calls uh, before uh, Dave started doing it. and. Mm-hmm. I was really lost, confused, scared of the court. Where I come from, the urban community, is you're going to court, you've done something wrong. That's the thought. And I wasn't educated, seventh-day education, and listening to Jeff and all you guys, you know, Jeff had a way of making you think. I would ask him questions, and I would want him to just answer it. 
but he wouldn't. He would make me, he would turn it around to, and ask me a question regarding my question to make me think. At first, I would get frustrated because I didn't understand his tactics. You were just you were just looking for an answer, right? I was just looking for the easy way to answer. I didn't want to yeah. think. Right. I didn't want to think at all. He made me think. He actually helped along with the other moderators for me to start reading because I hated to read. I got a seventh grade education, so... I had one case that I was like, okay, after like three months, I said, I'm going to try, you know, see if this works. I'm going to take some of their advice. I told them I had a uh, case going on in state court and, you know, what the attorney was doing, making all these allegations, and he uh, told me to look up Trinsley versus Paragli. Did I pronounce it right? Trinsley versus Pagliaro. Yes, Pagliaro. He said, look that up. Google it, look it up, watch that video, and next week, because I didn't have a call for like four weeks, he said, next week, he said, that's your remedy. Next week, you know, got any questions? And I looked at it, pretty much understood it, but I was like, I don't think it'll work for me. I'm a little guy. I can't say that the courts are respected, but anyway, what it was was a lawyer can't uh, testify in court. So I brought it back the next week and just said, okay, well, you got your remedy now. You go to court, be respectable, dress the court. If that lawyer starts that testifying and telling the court what happened and this and that, you object. And you tell them Trinsley versus Parrott Lively, Supreme Court. And I went to court. It was packed. I was like the third one called. The lawyer jumped up and started after they called us and started testifying and doing all this stuff. And I was shaking. My hands were sweating. And I said, objection, Your Honor. And the court went silent. Everyone looked at me. He said, well, what are you objecting? I said, Trinsley versus Pagliari. A lawyer cannot testify. Supreme Court, and I read the, you know, the case law. And the judge looked at me and shocked. And the, uh, he told the, it worked. He told the, the uh, other side, you can't do that. You can't testify. And he did it again, and I said it again. Anyway, I shut that whole case down. He couldn't hardly say anything because I told him if he keeps trying to testify, uh, he's going to have to excuse himself because I'm going to have to use him, be able to call on him as a witness. And Jeff gave me that little bit of information, and I was a newbie. And I shut the whole court down. When I walked out of that court, and anyway, it was on a void judgment, too. So I got the uh, the case voided, and I got a new date to come back for another case that they was handling. But just Jeff empowered me so much with that little information. After that, the light bulb went off. I started studying, reading, writing, 
emailing. Everyone started participating, and God knows things have. My life has turned around. <coughs> uh, you know, I've been back to school, got my GED, went to college, took some courses. Wow. You know, it's Jeff. You guys, you guys, and Jeff was very, very special, and you know, he touched my life. And I and it's so amazing because I've never met him. But if you go, you guys go back and listen to talk shoot, you will hear Jeff. That's one of the first voices that you will hear introducing the call and moderating. Uh, yep, he was doing it in the very beginning, and then uh, I took over. Yes, but I yep. appreciate everything. I'm definitely going to send his wife a card and send her a little letter and let her know that he really touched my life and made me think, you know. He had a way with making people think, and he really did that. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you guys. I love you. You guys are my family, you know, and... We're all family. We're all family here. 99% of the time I'm on the call, uh, I may be muted and just listening and laying in the bed and just soaking everything in and but I appreciate everything you guys do, and Jeff's legacy will live on. I just was on Jeff's website about six or seven days ago. I downloaded Terry's uh, oral arguments, and I was, I uh, put it on my MP3 player and was been listening to it. And uh, he's got a wealth of information. Boy, judgments. We got to make sure that everybody knows about that. It's so much on that website, so much. But anyway, I just wanted to thank you guys for everything you guys did. You guys have turned my life around, you know, emotionally, financially, everything. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. All right, I'm going to follow in the queue. Thank you. Thank you very much, Paul. And we love you back. Yep. That's a guy right there, everybody, that uh, he couldn't attend the calls at night. He worked at night. So he had to listen and learn on the recordings. And he did it the hard way. But boy, oh boy, oh boy, you talk about somebody that grabbed a bull by the horns and threw it to the ground and stomped it. That's Paul. And like he said, Jeff was so instrumental in the very beginning in setting him on the road to be able to do that. And uh, Jeff... Jeff loved doing what he did. He he loved uh, the, doing the same stuff that we do. He loved having that website there. He uh, was incredibly dedicated to that stuff. All right, let's go to Puzzle Man. You are unmuted, Frank. At least on this end, you're unmuted. Are are you unmuted on your end? Because we can't hear you. Okay, now how about that? there? You go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I forgot to unmute. Um, yeah, hey, uh, my condolences go out to uh, Jeff's family. And, um, and I hope you'll take the take a moment to I a, a quick little card. I, I, I just, I just, it'd be great to have his wife get about a thousand cards from people because I know oh, there's yeah. been far more than than that number of people that have been helped, but uh, you know. Just be yeah, losing a loved one is always difficult, but having yep. cards come in, it, it makes her realize how, how many people um, um, he really has touched. So it would make her feel really good, I'm sure. Mm. Yep. 
Okay. Um, moving on here. Um, I have a thing that I'm getting ready to do here with a company called Western Capital Funding. Um, they had a somebody call me and tell me that my business is uh, eligible for a $10,000 loan up to a hundred thousand dollars. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So I don't have a business or <laughs> anyway, um, I'm I so said, surprised. Yeah, I, uh, I, I talked to the person and I says, well, how do I get, get this uh, loan? And they go on and tell me all the details. And I said, Oh, that's great. I could use about $80,000 right now. <laughs> uh-huh. So, uh, they said, well, we have to take some information and they ask me what my name is, and I just tell them uh, my first name and middle name. And then uh, they ask me what the name of my company is, so I made one up. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Everybody's Electric. <laughs> and, and, uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, they, they said, okay. Then they transferred me to this other person. And this other person spoke broken English uh, as well as the first person. Oh, boy. And then they took some more information. And I says, well, who do I have to talk to to find out about getting this loan? And then they finally transferred me to this woman at Western Capital. Um, Corrine Bernard was her name. And uh, she gave me their website information and their phone number. And... Um, and then I proceed, she proceeded to ask me the details that these other people had already asked. And I says, well, wait a minute. Uh, before we go any further, I want to say my real name is Frank. And that I do not have a business. And I am on the do not call list. And I will be contacting you for uh, TCPA violations. And... Uh, I, I expect this will will uh, stop you people from bothering me because I said this is about the third time you people contacted me and I'm tired of it. And she hung up. <laughs> I'm so surprised. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. So, um, so they, they had called more than once then, right? Yeah, but I can't yeah. really be sure it's them because I never went all the way through the whole process with the the two screeners. Uh huh. The first time they called, it was a number from uh, Virginia. The second time they called was a, a number out of Pennsylvania, and then this third call is a number out of uh, Texas. And um, that must be a really big company, huh? They're they're <laughs> located in Calabasas, California. Yeah. And, uh, supposedly, so, anyway. Supposedly, well, the website says they are, and that's the address she gave me before she gave me the uh, uh, website information. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So that's where I'm sending everything to. I'm going to send them uh, the letter of intent, and then I'm going to have attached to it uh, the complaint as well. Okay. Okay. So we'll see what happens. Now, you know that on the telemarketing side, you got violations under C5. If oh, they call more that. than once in a 12-month period, 
and you're on the do not call list. And that was C5? Yeah. See, that's the that's the part where uh, you've you've got a violation under the uh, do not call part of the statute. See, the uh, section B is for using an auto dialer and calling a cell phone. Oh, whereas uh, they also did a um, auto dialer. No, oh, okay, oh. yeah. Now this was your cell phone. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Was that work? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you uh you got $500 uh per call under the uh section B of the TCPA and uh under section uh C5 that falls under the telemarketing and you can get up to $500 per call on that if they call you more than once in a 12-month period. Okay, mm -hmm. which obviously they did. It's not per calendar year. It's uh, per uh, uh, in a in a twelve month period. So obviously they did that. So the uh, on the C five telemarketing that's up to five hundred dollars. It's not an automatic five hundred like the auto dialer side. So there's mm -hmm. actually two ways you can go after them under the TCPA. Okay, and if you so. you want to if you want to look at uh, uh, a case. Uh, that's in the court right now. If you want to look at the documents, uh, um, in case we're waiting for the ruling on summary judgment that addresses both sides of that, uh, you can go to the District of Kansas and uh, do a search for the case for uh, Leon Lee, L-E-E, -E, versus uh -huh. uh, uh, Lone Depot. Jeez, I had brain crap there for a minute. I don't know. Did you say Home Depot? Loan Depot, L-O-A-N-D-E-P-O-T. And there's a bunch of documents there. Uh, you can read how the complaints were written. Now, that's got state statutes in it, which you can disregard, but uh, it shows all of the stuff. And I mean, that, that case has got all the stuff all the way through summary judgment for all the arguments. Oh, great. And I'm very familiar with that because I helped him with that. Yeah. He's, a, he's a good friend of mine. But that covers both sides. That covers the C5 as well as the B. Okay. So um, if I prepare this right and, and, and I get it all to their legal department and I enclose in there that I'd like to set, uh, put on a table that I'd like to settle this before you even... Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, let's... Yeah, we. I'd like to see if we can settle this matter before I file suit. Yeah. Right. Okay. So if they have a, an attorney that's fairly knowledgeable and sees what I enclose in the uh, complaint, they might just go ahead and. It it is sometimes they've got the in-house counsel that looks at stuff. Sometimes they've got compliance managers that look at stuff. Sometimes they've got people that specifically deal with those issues. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I know the name of the uh, the person at ERC, for instance, the specific person that handles all that legal stuff for their company, you know. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's his job. So, I mean, there's there's various people like that. But the main thing is just, send, you know, you send them the letter and uh, tell them, you know, uh, I'd like to discuss this matter with you to see if we can resolve it. Uh, without litigation, that's my preference. 
However, you know, should you uh, should we not be able to reach an agreement, then uh, you know, I will move forward with litigation to uh, enforce my rights. That's all. So, would it be uh, advisable to enclose a copy of the the um, the complaint? The way well? I do the way I do it, and this is just me, you know. Uh, I first send the notice of intent to sue, or a notice okay. of intent to litigate, either one, and I mm-hmm. tell them, okay, you know, generally here's what's happened. I I've received you know a number of telemarketing calls from you. From numbers one two three four five six seven to my uh, wireless phone number one two three four five six seven, and I use the words wireless because mm-hmm. if you look in the statute, it it's wireless that they talk about now. Cell phone, you know, most people, you know, uh, right. obviously construe cell phone and wireless phone as being the same, but I I use wireless in my uh, my pleadings just because mm-hmm. of that. Um, okay. But, you know, I, I received so many calls from your company number so-and-so to my cell phone number so-and-so, which were in violation of the uh, Telephone Consumer Protection Act. You know, I... Uh, now, now um, uh, before going any further, the um, the people that call me are not in the office of Western Capital. They, they transfer the call. So... It's another. They're calling, they're calling on their behalf. Right. They got vicarious liability under the TCPA. So, okay. Now, is there uh, a separate cause of action against the people that actually doing the calling? Oh, the people that place the call uh, are uh, the the main ones in line uh, for uh, being sued, and then wh- whoever's uh, for whoever's benefit they are calling is the one that has vicarious liability. It starts right. with the one that actually places the call. Well, let's see the, the people that actually placing the call when you, uh, when you call back the number, uh, you don't get anything. Uh, you get like, uh, this number is out of service. Uh, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's yeah. typical. Right. That's typical. So how do you track that down? I mean, I've been trying well, to figure this out for uh, three or four well, days now. One, one way you can do that is to sue the company uh, on whose behalf the calls were made, you know, the one that you have a name, and then you do discovery, discovery. and say, okay, who is it that places your calls for you? And then you turn around, and you're, uh, when you find that out, you amend the complaint and go after them as well. Okay. All right. And that's the best way to do it then. Yeah. All right. Well, I thank you. And, uh, oh, one last thing. Um, those uh, messages I sent you last week after the call. Uh, yeah, I, there's some stuff on Skype. I'm I'm still trying to play catch up on Skype and some other stuff. I've, I've had yeah. just an absolute flurry of activity here, needless to say. And then, and then all the stuff came up with Jeff's thing today and that. Yeah, yeah, kind of really put the damper on things. Yeah, and then uh, uh, the other thing. Oh, Terry, uh, you still there, Terry? I'm here. Uh, You said you wanted to discuss uh, my thing sometime. Did you want to do it on a call, or did you want to do it on the phone, or what? Oh yeah, I was going to call you um, today actually, and then things happened and. 
I didn't get to. So okay. um, yeah. if that's good, then I'll either call you tomorrow morning or the next day. Okay, great. All right. You all have a good night, and uh, sorry for the loss of uh, Jeff. It's going to be a tremendous loss to this team. Yeah, it's going to leave a hole, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, well, good night. We had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, hey. thank you, Frank. You're welcome. Thank you. You bet. Take have care. Good night. Bye-bye. All right. Well, let's go to Yvonne. You have been unmuted, young lady. Go ahead. Thank you. I'm sorry you had to hit that button twice, but you know I never get that right because I always mute my phone on my end. <laughs> I'm fine. If that's the worst thing that happens to me, I'm in great shape. Yeah. Oh, guys, I just don't even really know what to say. I didn't think I was ready to speak yet because I am just so burdened by this sad news. I don't know what the heck it is about Mondays in July 2016, but it was last Monday I got a call about a colleague that passed. And I'm driving, you know, two hours, 40 minutes, and I'm still in New Jersey. Uh, but I'm wondering, can I get service information? You know, that's odd, Yvonne, because today, after I got the news, I had to go pay my husband's uh motorcycle insurance and when I went up to um, our agent's office I was coming out there there was uh, an older lady in front of me uh, ahead of me and when I came out of the office she was across the street with her car with the hood up and uh, I backed my car out and then I asked her rolled my window down and asked her, do you need a jump? And she said, I think I'm out of gas. And so I parked my car and I said, do you have a gas can? She said, no. And I said, well, you just, you know, hop in. And she hopped in my car and we went across the road there to a, a garage and they wouldn't loan her a gas can. So I drove back to my house and got ours. And uh, took her to the gas station, and we got some gas. And on the way back, she said, I can't believe I did this. I I thought I would have enough gas to go pay the insurance and then go get gas. She said, I'd never taken care of these things before. And I looked at her, and she said her husband just passed away, and he always took care of everything. And so I agree. What is with Monday in July? Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, um, as far as services go, Terry is going to be, uh, or Terry already sent out an email that has a, a link that uh, should have information where uh, about services. Yeah, I already sent it. Yeah. Right. I read. I read that email she sent out. Okay. There should be a link in there where you go to that, and you'll be able to find the information. Oh, okay. That sounds good. Um, Gosh, and it was, um, I think, in two days, it will be the third anniversary that I found you guys. 
and I um sometime this week was my first conversation with Jeff on the phone. I had actually called and we were talking. And then I don't know if you guys may remember, um sometime later, three years ago, I was teasing Jeff about I had been spending the night with him because I was falling asleep mm-hmm. reading the website. Yeah, not I remember not, that. Not twice, but several nights I was just gouging up the information and falling asleep on it. Mm-hmm. But I think of There were some good chuckles over that, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he said, I'll make sure I tell my wife that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did. Went to sleep, head in the computer, reading void judgments. Um, but I think of Jeff and I think about the master, the ma- the master teacher. Because um, there was some nights my brain was so tired. I just wanted to say, not tonight, Jeff, because I can't think. Can you just tell me, please? Then yeah. I'll get it. Yeah, but, he wanted you to think and figure things. He did that with everybody. He, and, he, he sure didn't pick on you. No, but what he what he did was is he changed my perspective. I like his teaching modality. And every time he did it, he changed my perspective. You know how we say um, everyone sees out of different eyes mm-hmm. it's based on their perception of their perspective? You know, mm-hmm. every time he changed my perspective so that then I could see through the eyes I needed to see to understand. And he was the master fisherman because he wasn't just going to feed me for that moment or that question. He's going to teach he you how to fish. Teach me how to fish for myself. Uh huh. Yeah, he was quite a guy, to say the least. Yeah. He and I had so much fun uh, on the phone. I would. Uh, sometimes I do plays on words with him, you know, a few times on the calls, uh, many times in our private conversations. And uh, we had an awful lot of laughs. I'd uh, I'd get him. (laughs) 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 And and all the jokes about, um, he he had a knack if... uh, if I was in the bathroom, he would call. <laughs> Jeff would call, and of course the 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 ongoing joke was, "Well, let's see, you checked your camera." I know, because he got me in the bathroom every time. <laughs> he had a knack for that. I'm telling you. I mean, I got to the point because of it. I. When I go to the bathroom, I take the phone with me, and it was all and it's all Jeff's fault. It's all Jeff's fault. <laughs> I, you know, he didn't call me in the bathroom two or three times. 
He didn't call me in the bathroom six or eight times. He didn't call me in the bathroom a dozen times. If he called me in the bathroom once, he called me there at least 30 times. Yeah, at least once a day he would catch me there. (laughs) I mean, he and the joke was, you know, he had the camera. He knew when I was there because, I mean, how else is he the timing, you know? Yeah, I, how could he how could somebody possibly accomplish that that many times? He told me it was hidden behind the tank. Yeah. Yeah. No, we we had uh, we had much fun uh over that and and so many other things. So many other things, you know. You guys heard some of the fun we had, you know, I had to pick on Jeff that was, uh, you know, that was part of what we did. It was, uh, you know, well, yeah, it's your day to pick on me. Yep, sure is. And, uh, you know, but it was all in fun. Uh, we were uh, such great friends. But you and know I what? miss him dearly. Another thing Jeff used to do, and I want everybody to be aware of this, you know, it was his style to challenge you. And sometimes that came across as his being gruff and abrupt mm-hmm. and and very strident, and it would upset him. He would he would call me inevitably the next day and say, "If I owe you an apology, I'm I'm going to apologize because I might have stepped on your toes last night." Or and Terry, you and I. And I'm sure all of us got those calls from Jeff more than once. Yeah, or he was. He was say, so concerned. Do you think I was too rough on so and so? Uh huh. And I would yep. say no. So and so needed exactly that right then. Yep. But you need to know that if he ever hurt anybody's feelings with his style of teaching and helping. It was never intended that way, and he truly thought about it a lot. He had a soft heart. He really yeah. did. He was a very soft-hearted guy. He may have sounded hard-nosed and, and rock-hard on the calls, but uh, Jeff was a very soft-hearted guy. I mean, he was so concerned that he may have, uh, you know, Stepped on you know, toes. upset somebody, stepped on toes, um, you know, he, in no way, shape, or form did he want to do that. And I can't tell you how many times personally I had to tell him, Jeff, quit apologizing to me about stuff, would you? It's, you know, you're fine. What you said last night or the other night, I had no problem with that. Well, you know, I just want to make sure, you know, I I've kind of was thinking about it, and I was thinking it was, it was kind of abrupt or this or that. And it's like, quit apologizing, Jeff. Please, please, you know. That's not it. And I didn't have one or two or three of those kind of conversations. I had a number of those conversations with him through the years. That's just, that was Jeff. He was exactly. so concerned. Yeah. And And, you know, he... His comment, uh, you know, I'd say that Jeff was a gentle giant. Yes. But but he wasn't. Like he always used to tell me, he says, I'm just a little guy. And he was. He was small statured. He was shorter and thinner. He's not a big guy. You know, I'm 6'4", 240. 
But he says, I'm just a little guy. So um, he's, a, really he's a gentle are. giant in his in his own way, believe me. Yes, agreed. Yeah. Wonderful friend. It's, uh, hmm. it's really affected me. Yeah, this really affected me, and then of course, you know, I uh, after talking to his wife Kathy, I I had the responsibility to call the other people, and so anyway, and the reason I didn't call John is because she was going to call John directly to talk with him about some things. She must be devastated to have to deal with everything now. I mean, just. Have yeah, time I mean, to even call people. Yeah, well, you know, like I say, he passed away Friday, and she, she finally, uh, you know, she called today, and I asked her. I said, well, you know, I have you talked to anybody else, any part of the group? She says, no, I haven't. And I said, would you like me to, you know, notify people? And she said, if you would do that, I would appreciate it. So, and uh, uh, like I said, I. John, I gave her your phone number. Did you hear from her, by the way? No, I, I didn't. Not yet. Oh, you didn't. Okay. Well, I didn't know you didn't know. Okay. She, no. She's going to no, call I you was, directly. I, you, uh, when I dialed into the call, you were just saying it, and it caught me so off guard. Okay. Well, I was oh, John, assuming she called you. Yeah, because um, I talked to her, and, and uh, I gave her your phone number. She wanted to talk to you about some specific things, and I thought she was going to call yeah. you. So evidently that... I was planning on doing that. I well, I mean, I'm sure she has. A, letting, you know. No, no, no. I'm sure she has a lot of very important things to do. I mean, yeah. the 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 pain, the pain, and suddenness. Even if you anticipate something happening like that, I mean, there's shock for several days. And even though oh, yeah. people have to deal with things, they have to prioritize in the things they have to deal with. And I know Jeff had planned things ahead of time to help his family and make things as easy as possible. It's never easy. It's never easy. No, no. It's, uh, uh, she told me that she has masses of papers. What she told me, she said, Jeff never threw anything away. She said, I have so much paper here. She says, I have so many documents. And I don't know what names are familiar and what aren't. And I, I helped her with some of that, to, you know, letting her know who is part of the group here and this and that. And she was wondering about what legal stuff he had going. And I, I did some research and found out about that and provide that information to her and stuff. And But, uh, yeah, it's uh, just not a not a good day. No. But, you know, we will go on. We will uh, uh, we will keep doing what we've been doing. It's just that there's going to be a, a hole. That's all. And there will be an uh, empty slot that you know, nobody would ever be able to fill that slot. Just, uh, there's only one Jeff. Only one Jeff. Yeah. Okay, well, let's see. I think we had somebody else here with a hand up. Um, Yvonne, did you have anything else you wanted to say? 
No, I'm I'm done, guys. I'm going to move down. Okay. Thank you, dear. Okay. Uh, we've got somebody in the Tampa, Florida area. You are unmuted. Go ahead. Tampa metro area, Florida. You're unmuted. Maybe your handset is muted. Do you have a question or a comment? Evidently, uh, they must have gotten away from the phone or something. Uh, Again, uh, I'm going to go ahead and and give uh, Jeff's wife's uh, address information for everybody, I want to do that a number of times here to make sure people can get that. If you would like to send a card to uh, Jeff's family, you can send it to Kathy, and that's spelled with a K, K-A-T-H-Y, Sedgwick, S-E-D-G-W-I-C-K. The address is 9306 Hilltop Court, Laurel, and Hilltop, by the way, is one word. Uh, Laurel, L-A-U-R-E-L, Maryland, 20708. And uh, as I've mentioned to people, uh, if everybody could take a few of their pennies and uh, a few minutes of their time to uh, pick up a card and jot a little note and, and let his family know how much he was appreciated, the, uh, how many lives he touched out here uh, with his time and efforts spent not only with his website but all the time he spent on the calls trying to help people and educate people and uh, pass on the information that he had managed to acquire through the years. Uh, I'm sure this would uh, mean a lot to them, so I, I encourage everybody to do that if at all possible. Uh, It'd be wonderful for them to hear from literally hundreds, if not several thousand people uh, across the country uh, show what kind of an impact he had on people's lives. All right, well, I'm going to ask one more time if there's anybody that uh, would like to make a comment or ask a question, hit star 8 on the keypad on your phone. If we don't have anybody pop up, uh, I think I'll go ahead and wrap things up for tonight. But uh, let's see. we got somebody from southeast Arizona. You're unmuted. Go ahead. Hello. Hello. Yes. I just want to also, first of all, say I'm very sorry to hear about Jeff. And uh, he was such an asset to our organization, and I really... Um, did appreciate a lot of the work that he did and uh, I'm sure that uh, we'll definitely miss him and I will put uh, poor Jeff in my briefs also and I think that's a very good thing to do because he was absolutely unbelievable for us he was a great contributor absolutely and I just wanted to let you know, I tried getting on the uh, call with um, um, Jesse, 
Um, I'm the gentleman still involved in my um, litigation on my house. Mm-hmm. That I'm still in the house after foreclosure sale. And I'm just in the process of filing the brief, and I've been going through all my documentation and found out that it's been after statute of limitations. Now, I was just wondering, do can I just file that it was out of statute of limitations, or do I have to file the whole brief and also add in I discovered statute of limitations? I'm, I'm, a, little, I'm, I'm a little... I understand what statute of limitations is, but I don't understand exactly what your question is in relation to it. Yeah, what's okay. out of statute of limitations and in, in what context are you speaking? Yeah. Well, they have um, foreclosed and had a sale, and I discovered in our state it's six years. And what, I is, what, is state, what is six years? A statute, you mean? That is correct. Okay. And I've got four cases that I discovered on it, and they said the first time, because they have um, gone in and foreclosed on me, but not got a sale three times prior to the fourth one that they finally got a absolute sale on, which went to a credit bid which um, is to a party of New York Mellon that they say they do not own the property. But where I found the law, this, the case law on is it says that the first time that they accelerated my notes Now, that's the acceleration day. That's right. That's, when the, that's when the statute of limitations it, starts to run. Right. Mm-hmm. So do I have to go through the whole appeal process, or can I go back to the court and say that the statute of limitations run, this is a mute case? You know, what I would suggest, given, you know, because yours is kind of uh, rather odd circumstances, Um, we've talked about this before, get on the call tomorrow night. Get on early so that we make sure you're able to get in there and ask your question. Jesse will be on the call tomorrow night, and he'll be able to, he he can ask you some specific questions regarding your situation and give you specific answers, because he has a wealth of knowledge on this because he has right. dealt with these foreclosures in literally every state across the country. I tried last week, but I understand the call got messed up or something. Uh, the, the, so the, the, uh, Blog Talk Radio was down last week. We, yeah. There yeah. was no call. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, yeah. my <laughs> time is up. I'm yeah. putting my brief together I, right now. Yeah. Um, well, now, the other, the other part of that is the so. forum, but I know it's a lot easier to to ask questions, get answers. It's quicker doing it on, on the call. But, yeah, last week we had no call on Tuesday night yeah. simply because Black Talk didn't work. Week. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I really appreciate that. I'll try on the form, but I didn't hear anything back either on that either. So, 
Generally, um, he answers pretty much on a you know the same day basis because he checks that every single day. But tomorrow night, okay. uh, uh, I would assume that Blog Talk should be working fine. That was the first time Blog Talk has has been down <laughs> and we couldn't use it. So you know, oh, unfortunately, it was totally a wall. We couldn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, it was. Now, it was one of the questions I wanted to ask too is. FDCPA, because of my screw around back and forth, back and forth, and when I hired legal attorney, and I said to my attorney, I said, well, maybe this is a federal issue. And she said, oh, no, 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 this is no federal issue. You have no FDCPA. You have no FDC um, Credit Reporting Act. FCRA. But let me, FCRA. Let me ask you a question. When exactly, I know you say it's about a year, is it the year you discover or the year of which time that... Well, okay, let, let me, let me clarify. On. Let me clarify. Please. FDCPA, Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, you have to bring Correct. suit within one year of the date of the violation. So if the violation occurred on August 1st last year, you would have to bring your lawsuit no later than July 31st of this year, because if you wait till August 1st of this year, that's a year and a day. Okay, I understand. but you have to bring it within one year. Now, under the FCRA, Fair Credit Report, two years. It's two years from the date of discovery of the violation, oh. which which they are normally going to say is when you got your credit report. Right. I haven't pulled the credit report yet. Well, but so see, if you haven't know. pulled a credit report, you haven't even started the process where you could have violations for the simple reason right. that you have to do the disputes and then see what they do because if they screw up or if you know if they've got incorrect information there, you dispute it and they say it's verified, but yet it's incorrect, then they fail to do a proper reinvestigation then you've got a uh, a violation. But you have to get your credit reports and do the dispute of any uh, incorrect information to even start moving forward to have a violation. You can't just get it and go, oh, here's a violation and sue. That's not the way it works. I understand. Okay, okay. On, the F on the FAIR, FAIR FDCPA, the FAIR Debt, Debt Collections. Collections. Yeah. Correct. Now, I want to ask, specific couple questions they have violated prior to it but they violated recently and they violated recently again so the fact is what particular uh, I'm confused on the date of which particular violation they did well, well remember what I said about statute of limitations you can let's say that they violated on May 26th of this year. Okay, that's well within a year, right? Right. Okay. Well, then you could bring an action based on the violation on that date. Oh, not the violation when they first started. If the, do the it doesn't matter when they first started. Any violation that you bring an action on has ah. to be within the last year. I understand. So we're, here we are, twenty what, twenty fifth of uh, July. 
Um, yeah. If you were going to file suit tomorrow on the 26th of July, uh, it had to be from uh, the a year from 20, 27th of July last year. Right. Okay. Okay. I really appreciate that clarification. Thank you very okay. much, and I really very appreciate welcome. it. Thank you. All righty. Well, you take care. And get on the call tomorrow night. I, as far as I know, Blog Talk should be working tomorrow night. At least I yeah. sure hope so, anyway. All right. Uh, I'm going to go back to the board here, and I don't see any other hands up. One more time, uh, if anybody has a comment or a question, uh, go ahead and hit star eight, put yourself in the queue, and we'll take your question or your comment. Otherwise, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up tonight. Uh, this has been kind of a memorial call to Jeff, and uh, we'll we'll be moving on with uh, a blank spot on our slate. All right, nobody's jumping up, so I'm going to call it a wrap for tonight. Thank you, Jeff or uh, Terry and, and John for uh, joining me tonight. Uh, this little tribute, if nothing else, to Jeff. Uh, tomorrow night there is a call on Blog Talk Radio, nine o'clock Eastern, and uh, or correction, eight o'clock Eastern. I'm all right. It's the world that's crooked. It's eight o'clock Eastern tomorrow night. And again, that's Blog Talk Radio. Then Wednesday night, Terry has her call. That's at 8 o'clock Eastern. And if for some reason you're not on her email list, send an email to queensongbird at gmail.com. Simply say, please put me on the list. You can even put that in the subject line. Make it short, sweet, and to the point. Uh, and do it now. Don't wait till Wednesday afternoon because that won't work so good. So uh, with all of that said... Uh, I hope everybody will take the time to uh, uh, send a note of condolences to uh, Jeff's family and let them know how many people out here he really uh, had an impact on. I would appreciate it, and I know all the other moderators, Jesse, everybody would uh, appreciate that, and I know his family would appreciate it immensely. So I'm going to call it a wrap for tonight. I hope everybody has a great evening, and I will talk with all of you tomorrow night on Blog Talk Radio. Good night, everybody. Good night, Good night. everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.